Welcome to Church in Context. Uh, it's Jonah here today. John, unfortunately, is a little bit busy, but uh, in his place, I've got a, a good friend of mine. Uh, Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you got to replace one biblical name with another. So it's true. Matthew to John. Yeah, just swapping out disciples there. Uh, yeah, Matt, tell us, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So uh, my name's Matt. And, uh, I'm from uh, the Portland area. Um, I am a staff associate down here in Bandon, Oregon uh, for Young Life, um, where I get to both manage and participate um, in the high school and middle school ministries around here. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm always repping the gear. Oh yeah, I got the Young Life hat on. Come Love on. it, man. Repping some awesome gear. Sweet. And Young Life hat hair to go with it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, man. No, glad to have you. So, Matt, you and I go way back. In fact, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, my YouTube debut basically came uh, because of you. You were, <laughs> you were the one that, that uh, got me into some early YouTube videos. Like, how long How long do you think we've known each other? If you had to, like, guess. Since birth, bro. I'm, I mean, not since yeah. birth, but, like, since we're little tots. Because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we're, we were born around... Uh, somewhat the same, same time year. yeah yeah so i mean i think I don't, I don't even know when your parents moved back to oregon area but i'm assuming you you guys were uh back in uh portland by then but yeah i was i was born in like washington but i wouldn't be surprised if like we met each other within uh a week of like you being born which which is pretty crazy we go like way back at least probably like a month so yeah we go way back man since uh, basically from the womb, which is which is really cool, man. Uh, and what's cool is we've also kind of followed a, a similar life trajectory too. Kind of started at the same place, and at this point, in our lives were in a pretty similar place as well. Uh, we're both pretty new to ministry. I think both of us started in uh, at least in our roles in 2020. Um, so we have kind of a lot of new experiences that we've kind of been able to, to talk about together, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, what are things that we're learning as we're brand spanking new to youth ministry? So, yeah, but to start out, uh, I want to talk a bit about some stereotypes people have for, uh, you know, people in youth ministry. You know, whether you're a youth director, or youth pastor, whether you're working at a parachurch organization like Young Life or CIY, um, there's a lot of different stereotypes that people have that uh, they associate with people who work. In youth ministry. So Matt and I are going to go through some and give our take on whether or not they seem true. First, all youth pastors, all youth workers are lovers of caffeine. What do you think, Matt? <laughs> I mean, there's there's some people who are like, nah, but I, I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, give me the monster, give me the Coca-Cola. Um, you know, I, I prefer um, the coffee life. You know, I'm, I'm probably uh, do have too much coffee throughout the day, um, but, um, you know, the fizzy waters are the way to go, too. But, yeah, mm. I, I think uh, it's it's pretty funny. It's like, I mean, in some ways, you got to have a mixture of the caffeine and the Holy Spirit to keep you going. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's true. I, I would say, like, I'm I'm not a big caffeine person. 
But I will say the majority of like adults I know that drink Mountain Dew, I know through youth ministry. And I don't know if that's a coincidence. I don't know if that's, maybe it's like confirmation bias, right? Like every time I meet someone that I see with Mountain Dew that isn't in youth ministry, it doesn't like register as much. But yeah, I think that one's, I think that one's pretty true. We, um, we do a national or a worldwide um, uh, poll on that, so. Totally. Yeah, exactly. A national survey. I like it. Yeah, because I feel like, I don't, it's not everyone in youth ministry. I know some people who are kind of health nuts uh, in youth ministry, some, some friends of mine. Um, but I'd say most people I know that are older and drink a lot of soda are in some way connected to youth ministry. So I think, I think that one checks out. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty true. Second, a lot of youth ministry people are, are gamers. Do you think that one's true? I, again, I feel like uh, not everyone that's in youth ministry is into gaming, but I, I see a lot of overlap. <laughs> I mean, it depends, man. I mean, there's some people who are like, like, oh, like Satan, but mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle, you know, I play some, but I'm not, it's not my go-to either. So, um, you know, in the world we're in, might need to pick up some gaming, uh, boys and girls, you know, mm-hmm. youth pastors, young life people. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's a good tool. I don't know. What do you think? Are you are you are you a hashtag gamer? Uh, it kind of depends on what I have to do during quarantine. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I think that it's, it's kind of true. I remember the first one of the first retreats I was uh, on staff for um, the, the it was a group of churches that got together to run this retreat. And the pastor that led all these other churches uh, for this retreat had a Twitch channel where he would stream himself gaming. And I remember that was the first time I'm like, wow, like, I, I feel like that's the thing. But I, it also makes sense to me. Like, I would not have played Among Us if I wasn't in youth group. I, I, I play Among Us because I play it with our youth. Um, Minecraft is another one. I never played Minecraft. I kind of miss it. I, was, I feel like I was at the age where I was just maybe a little bit, like, older than the target age range for Minecraft was. When it first came out, but I, when I was working with junior hires, I'm like, I feel like I should at least be able to talk about this. So I played it a little bit for them. So I think it makes sense that you know youth youth workers would go into uh, gaming a little bit. So part of it is to connect with kids. You know, you kind of need to know the culture a bit. Uh, I guess the next one is: Are all youth workers disorganized? Hmm. I, <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not all youth workers are disorganized. I, I've worked with some people who are really well organized. John, who's uh, normally um, kind of the, the host or co-host of the show, he's really organized. But I do nothing to help that stereotype. I am, yeah, I'm the reason that stereotypes like that exist. I'm bringing people like John down. Um, yeah, not, they're not all disorganized. I happen to be. That's maybe a coincidence. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? You know, I think I think it is hard. Um... I'm guilty of being disorganized, although I will say youth ministry has helped me to become more organized. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you have to do stuff like, you know, get, get forms to the right places, um, you name it. It's like you if you don't do it, you know, you could either get in trouble or just get behind. And so, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I mean, it's hard. I think I think. Um, 
being a youth pastor or in a parachurch um, doing youth ministry, it's like a lot of the focus is hanging out with kids. Hmm. Um, and so I think sometimes it can be hard to be like, oh, I need to organize. Yeah, totally. Sweet. Um, and I guess we'll uh, yeah move on here a bit to the, the kind of meat of our conversation. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes out there. Um, you know, some other ones we could have done. Are they all young? I'd say no. I met some some older people who are great youth workers. Do they all look like hipsters? I don't think we look like hipsters. I mean, you have like a young life hat on right now. So uh, maybe, maybe you have a bit of the PNW vibe. Yeah, young life kind of were stereotypical for having a lot of merch. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it can come out in the form of hashtag hipster. <laughs> it's true. We got to rep the merch. Yeah, we have some, uh, some youth shirts I have. So I feel like I... I look like I'm in youth ministry sometimes because I wear youth ministry shirts a lot, but I don't know if I give up hipster vibes. Uh, yeah, anyways, I uh, kind of wanted to start off um, sort of just interviewing you, asking you some questions about uh, yourself a bit. So I guess first, why did why did you get into ministry? What led you there? Yeah, uh, you know, a little bit of my story I led uh, during my time at Whitworth in college um, as a volunteer leader uh, for like four years. And, hmm. um, you know, I always felt like it was um, a big part of my life. Um, just learned to love people um, and just, you know, helping me to take deeper steps in my faith. Um, but ultimately, at the end of college, I thought, oh, I, you know, I really want to go into the business world because I was a business major and thought that I wanted to, uh, you know, work up the corporate ladder and, and be one of those guys who gives the youth ministry. Um, but, um, I realized that my gifts weren't best used there and that my passion was for, uh, hanging out with high school and middle school kids. Um, and you know i love young life because it's a very incarnational ministry um getting to you know meet kids where they're at and go hang out at the schools so um a big big thing for me was just doing something where i get to be present with people and um yeah like vocation vocational ministry or living in my vocation is something that i've um feel like i haven't really done as well until starting this job so mm, totally loving out a calling that was kind of a calling you had but you also brought up that you didn't just wake up one morning and decide to get into ministry there was things that you did you know when you were younger serving at college that kind of led you there um yeah it's cool yeah and i mean here's something interesting to think about is i was a youth group kid growing up um mm-hmm. and it wasn't until college where you know i, I knew what young life was but um freshman year in college, I uh, got an invitation to join a class. Um, and, um, you know, after a semester of the class, they invest or they invited, uh, students to step into ministry. So, hmm. uh, yeah, like you said, it's been, there's been a lot of things building up that have, um, you know, been, been pushing me, um, uh, not pushing me, but moving me towards, um, youth ministry. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So right now there might be a lot of uh, students who are watching or in the future, there might be some students who, who see this or listen to this 
And it's cool to know that, you know, if you're loving youth ministry now, um, you know, a, a lot of us that are in youth ministry were impacted by youth ministry. And that's really what, what led us here, which is super cool. I have a, a pretty similar story there. Um, so you talked a bit about your time at college. Uh, so I guess for you, how did you find the transition from college to the youth ministry world? Um, was it easy? Was there things that you wish your college had talked about? Is there um, things that you found really, really helpful that you were able to hear during your time at a, yeah, at college? Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I think, so if I'd gone from college directly into ministry, um, you know, it would be a different experience. And, it, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think going from college to a job where um, I didn't feel as, uh, I, di- I didn't feel it was life-giving. That was, it was harder to, um, you know, find joy in the work. Um, and I think transitioning to this job, just, you know, showing up to work, well, showing up to work, I, I work from home or me, mm-hmm. but, um, I think just moving from a job that was like not relational really that much at all to like almost the opposite, uh, spectrum of like meeting with people all the time, both, well, both kids and adults. Um, that's another part of the ministry, but I think, um, I mean, it's hard transition in general, just, you know, coming from college, not everyone has the same college experience, but for people who have similar experiences, you and I going to, um, you know, Christian universities, um, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, they're very tightly knit communities and, um, you know, leaving your community to um, join, you know, join a new community and up, you know, up, up root where you're at and, plant your roots somewhere else it's hard in some ways um and i think it all just i mean it's a mixture of like how the community responds to you joining but also like what effort you're gonna make and i mean i i have nothing but you know positive things to say about my community here in band and um mm. help my transition a lot so sweet that's awesome man yeah i agree uh and i think a lot of like at least for me a lot of the value from college wasn't just what I learned in classes. Uh, don't get me wrong. Kids ask really hard questions. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I'm just going to be in youth ministry. I don't need to know uh, the answer to this very obscure passage translation. But kids are a lot smarter than I think we give them credit for sometimes. I'm blown away by the questions I get. So having, you know, a good foundation uh, for how to answer those tough questions, how to read scripture well, that's important. But a lot of the importance of college, kind of like you were saying, is finding opportunities to serve there. Um, and really working on kind of a lot of the relational skills in college too. I, I think it's really important. Yeah. You brought up how you are in Young Life now because you were in Young Life in college. So taking those opportunities to serve is, is pretty big. Well, and I think another important key factor is having people that are pouring into you. Mm-hmm. Friendships, um, like you and I, like being able to have honest, uh, fun, you know, real combos with each other. Um, but also just like having mentors, having, um, you know, in college, having professors that will pour mm-hmm. into you, uh, that really has made an impact on me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, you know, even just, um, you know, the way my family and my parents, um, encouraged me into this, um, well, not just in this role, but throughout college being like, oh yeah, we see you're, um, called here and 
uh, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I always used to get mad at my mom for saying, uh, oh, you'd be a great youth pastor. She'd say <laughs> high school. I'm like, nah, mom, like, like I'm either going to be an athletic trainer or a businessman. And, mm. uh, you know, uh, irony is, is something that uh, I, I deal with a lot. And so, it, you know, I, I chuckle now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I think you got some uh, some good points there. Uh, just about they need to find someone to mentor you too. Earlier today, I was just looking because I'm you know new to youth ministry. I, I spend a, a little bit of time reading on you know what are things you should be doing when you do it in ministry. And like one of the most consistent points brought up is find a mentor, uh, find somebody who's there to disciple you. I'm blessed to have people in my church who have poured into me, uh, people outside as well who have really poured into me. So I agree, man. That that's huge advice. Um, what? Yeah. Especially, I think, you know, whether it's Young Life or um, a nonprofit or, or church, I think having a strong structure of people, um, whether it's like supervisors or mentors, people that can support you and uh, help help you become successful is huge. And um, yeah, I mean, I kid you not, there's like, I could, more people than I can list on my fingers um, of people, you know, both uh in and out of the organization that um are you know pouring pouring into me in different angles so i think i mean honestly that's a huge huge thing within uh doing ministry is you get to have a really cool community of people um mm. you know older mature people who um can just walk life with you totally and i would find it so fitting that when jesus calls uh the first disciples um, you know, whether it's Peter, Andrew, or James and John, he, he calls them together. I, I think that ministry is meant to be something done together. You know, we're, we're called to uh, unity. You know, there's never a time when discipleship was was just done alone. Um, so bringing a community in with you to minister is a really powerful thing. I, I love that analogy, man. That's awesome. Uh, so Matt, I'm not the best at math, but youth group is only like maybe an hour and a half, an hour to two hours a week. Yeah, youth pastors work like 35, 40 hours a week, uh, you know, 30 hours. Like, what are they doing for that entire time? Because I think a lot of people, um, you only you only maybe see a youth pastor like a couple of their hours a week. Uh, but what what things go on behind the scenes? Because it might be different for us with you being in a parachurch organization, uh, me being in a church context. But I'm curious, man, what, what do we do? Yeah, I mean, I, for my role, um, there's a lot to it. You know, it's it's planning out club um hmm. quick description of club uh we call it a party with a purpose um i like it That's awesome. know, a a really cool opportunity for kids to come hang out uh play some fun games sing some silly songs and uh hear a quick quick little message but so i'm i'm planning um those weekly um clubs but also the kind of campaigner um our version of small groups, um, you know, doing contact work, going to schools, hanging out, um, you know, post, you know, planning content for the, for the medias, um, you know, fundraising both, uh, personally and, uh, for the area, um, and just meeting with people. So, I mean, there's a lot on top of that, just coursework and, you know, I'm sure with, with you, like, you're doing a lot of planning and meeting with people as well. I mean, it, 
it's kind of it's kind of funny like the role of, of youth ministry people think oh you must just hang out with kids all day and it's like well no they're in school uh, you know i can't really take them out of school but you know when we're not mm-hmm. with kids we're either you know planning or, or preparing or meeting with other people so it's i don't know it's very i mean it's it's different with the church and and, and parachurch ministries but it's the same same kind of um gist of doing things i feel like i don't know i mean what what would you add as far as more so like the youth pastor role yeah yeah for my kind of youth director role um it's 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 yeah like you said a lot of meetings uh or a couple of meetings i don't have too too many but for every like hour that we spend actually doing youth ministry there's probably been like i don't know two to three hours of like conversation or thought about it whether it's contacting people to be on our worship team and giving them all time to practice uh, or it's keeping my youth leaders in the loop with this like crazy event idea I have, or it's, you know, calling retreat sites to see where we can join or going on Pinterest, uh, for looking up games. There's a lot that goes into like every hour of youth ministry. Um, so every, every hour that you see, there was a, a, like, I don't know, thought process that got there. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I procrastinate sometimes, but I'm not just showing up on Wednesday wondering what we're going to do on Wednesday, you know, uh, you know. Just for every like, yeah. I mean, I think of like, whether it's a, a mission trip or um, Young Life Camp or you name it, those take a lot of work. You know, there's yeah. forms, there's planning, like, okay, we're going to like lodging, food, you name it. So there's a lot, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, and I think not that, not that, you know, we want to be appreciated, but I think, now being you know outside on the outside well on the inside but also having that outside experience as like a a participant in both ministries um i have a much bigger appreciation for the work that goes into youth ministry just because there is so much that goes into making uh you know make making things possible i mean totally yeah. And like you said, too, it's not just, uh, you know, for, for like our organization, it's not just club or it's not just, um, you know, Wednesday nights. Like uh, we have retreats and stuff to plan as well, um, as well as some. Yeah. As well as other big events. Like we do a big event um, beyond youth group every every month. I've got an event planned. So, you know, if I have extra time uh, and I've gotten everything I need done for Wednesday, I'm working on like future events as well. And, yeah, there's kind of like big term things you have to work on uh, also. So a lot of my hours go to that. Um, as well as handling a lot of random things that come up. Uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll just kind of start my day at work. I'll go to the office with nothing on my agenda and I will be full for the entire day because hard conversations come up or there are concerns or I need to clean something um, or I have to talk to somebody else on staff about something that came up. Like there, there are things to do. <laughs> I've never gone to the office and not had something uh, to get done, even if I didn't have anything as I drove there. So. I don't know. That, that's something that I've always found kind of interesting. Because I think when people think of youth ministry too, uh, a quick, I don't know if I'd say warning if you're trying to go into youth ministry, but just know that you've only seen like the, the most fun parts of youth ministry. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> If you're an administrator too, and you're like, man, I'm not built for youth ministry. Uh, you probably are more than more than you might be giving yourself credit for as well. We, we need people who are really organized, really administrative. Um, certainly isn't my gifting yet. I, I'm working on it. Uh, but yeah, we. I think that there's, organizational skills help a lot more than you might 
think from the outside because a lot more of what you do is administrative. Um, well, and I think, you know, maybe that's something go, um, going into the role. Um, I, I don't think everyone knows the expectations of what you, you know, need, need for the role. Um, you know, for my, for my job, I have clear expectations of different things I'm supposed to do. And so if there's ever something I'm kind of confused about, go back to the expectations and it's like, well, okay, this doesn't fall under my responsibilities, but it needs to be done. Um, and you know, structure helps out with that. But I think, yeah, I think I, I could see people not understanding that. So I think just having a understanding that, Hey, you're, you're not just, you know, hanging out with kids, drinking sodas and, uh, you know, um, preaching to them. Like there's, I mean, even, even doing a little, um, message like that takes time to pray and study and think about what you want to, uh, talk about that, that day. Um, so it's like, it's, it's important, uh, to know going into youth ministry that it's, it is a lot of work, uh, but it's very fulfilling too. Totally. And that actually perfectly leads into kind of my next uh, question for you. Um, you know, we're new to ministry, so I think a lot of things are really fresh to us. It's kind of like if you have ever tried to teach someone to play a sport that you're really good at, when you teach them, you realize how much you've almost known, hmm, how many things you haven't really intentionally thought about in forever. So, you know, if I teach someone to shoot a basketball, I'm not going to think about how their elbow should be or how their wrist should, should flick, you know, because for me, maybe it's just a quick motion I've done before. But when you have to slow down and teach someone or you're new to something, you really learn like every detail. So now that we're new to this, right, we're we're, we're first graders trying to shoot a basket for the first time in, in the youth ministry world. Um, what are challenges and blessings you see at this kind of early stage in, uh, yeah, your, your role in vocational ministry? What are like some some of the major challenges or major blessings they can be surprising ones or ones that um, you hadn't thought about before, or they can be ones that people talk about frequently. They're like, yeah, this is real. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so I, f I feel like if you're familiar with the um, community that you're in, mm -hmm. uh, in some ways it's easier because you know people, but it's harder because you know people. Ha. Um I think in my context of Bandon, um, it's not intimidating by any means, but coming into a new community um, in a small town, it's a really awesome, tightly knit community. Um, and I think uh, for me, it's like I'm coming in as the new guy and I'm trying to both learn, but also um, take steps in, um, you know, progressing them the ministry here and encouraging people, challenging people. I think um, something I've learned, um, you know, both related to ministry and just life in general is um, this can sound weird. The biggest blessing is uh, being okay with failure and growing mm -hmm. from that. I think, um, you know, if you come in with the attitude of like, Oh, I know how to do youth ministry and I'm going to like, I'm going to just knock it out of the park, man. Like, I'm just going to like, all the kids are going to be like changed when they hear just every <laughs> word I say. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, like, not every kid is going to respond the same way to things you say or do. 
and it doesn't mean you're a bad, you know, youth minister or young life leader, you name it. Um, it's just difference in kids. But I think, uh, yeah, I mean, humility is something that, that will be um, present throughout, throughout vocation. And I think uh, humility points us both towards Jesus and also um, ways in which we can improve. So I think it's important to go in kind of with, with, with a slice of humble pie, um, <laughs> kind, of, kind of acknowledging that it's not going to be uh, just like an easy, easy, smooth sailing. Like it's, there's going to be some storms and yeah. you will get through it. But um, yeah, it's, it's just, you can't, you can't go in with the conception that it's just going to be perfect because welcome, uh, welcome to a world um, where sin has entered. It's like, we're not a perfect world. So hmm. um, yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest thing for me, but also within that realizing that like, you got to give yourself grace. I think that's helpful to be like, okay, I need to take this failure seriously and work on it, but also recognize like, Hey, I'm not going to do things perfectly and mm -hmm. there's for improvement. Um, and just know it, you know, knowing where your identity in Christ lies. That's, that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, if you rely on that, it's like, boom, like, yeah, it's, it's when you lose sight of that, it's easy to fall, fall off and be like, Oh, I can't do this. But when you're mm -hmm. more that it's like whatever pitch comes your way you're gonna you're gonna hit and may not get a home run all the time it might be a uh you know you might get a few foul balls but you keep hitting it's true and that's one thing that i think is important as well um a, kind of a challenge maybe is when you have you know a week of youth that just doesn't go that well not taking that as like your entire identity in christ because they're, they're connected right if i have a good relationship with christ it's going to help my ministry um but not getting weighed down when like you make a mistake in ministry and not being like, wow, I failed God. Like th there's more pressure. I think there's more pressure both outward and inward when you make a mistake in youth ministry. Um, you know, maybe I didn't, let's say I, I didn't CC the right person in an email. Um, not only do I feel bad because I messed up at my job, I feel bad because I messed up at a job that, you know, has some sway over kids eternities. Like it's, you know, you can, you can add a lot of pressure to yourself. Uh, at least I can at times. So that's definitely a challenge. And for me, um, a big challenge too is a lot of youth ministry is th there's a lot of blinks to fill on in your job, I guess. You know, you're kind of put in a place, maybe you have something set up. Maybe your church always does a retreat every year. Um, and maybe you have youth group on a certain night of the week. Okay, that, that's a good starting point. But there's just a lot of things that you can do for your ministry. And knowing what the best things to do are is a good idea. Um, you know, so for example, like, uh, you know, like I said, we're doing an event every month. We're doing that because, uh, I thought that that would be, you know, kind of a good amount of time for kids to meet extra outside of youth group with quarantine being a thing. I wanted them to have more human interaction if they could, especially for those kids who, um, really only are seeing people during youth events. Uh, but no one told me to do that. So I kind of had to make that decision. Um, I don't know. It seems like there's often a lot of decisions that you just kind of, make in the dark and hope that they work out well. Um, and a lot of your hours go towards setting up, finishing tasks you gave yourself to do, uh, in a sense, which is kind of weird. Yeah, that and there's a lot of emails. I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible emailer. If you're watching or hearing this from our church, I just want to apologize publicly for being awful 
at emailing. Oh my goodness, I'm a rambler on emails. Um, yeah, but like you were saying, there's also a lot of blessings as well. Uh, I think one for me, I'm still, I'm still, you know, again, really new to my role. I was a junior high director last year, but this year I've taken over our entire youth ministry. Uh, but what's really cool is like watching kids in your ministry become more like Jesus and being able to look and say like, I had a very small part in that. Um, you know, it's only been a couple of years, but there's already some kids I'm like, you've matured. Like this problem you used to have that I talked to you about is going away. Or like this strength I saw in you that I encouraged you in is it's shining more. And I know that I didn't do that. I know that it was, uh, the Holy spirit in you. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's really cool to be able to look and say like, man, my job had a purpose. You know, I don't get tired of going to work. Uh, you know, I don't get tired of, you know, working 12 hours on a Wednesday. Um, because I know that like lives are changed on Wednesdays and it's rad. And I, I haven't gotten to the point where I feel like my work is meaningless and I, I don't know if I ever will. Um, you know, obviously, uh, sometimes you can fall into pitfalls in any job, but it's really easy to stay motivated when you are doing something that's important and awesome. So it's probably one of the biggest blessings for me. Um, yeah. And Matt, when we were talking about this before, one thing that you said, they kind of want to talk about was the importance of, uh, loving your ministry, um, kind of loving youth ministry in general. So curious, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Why is it important to love youth ministry? Yeah. I mean, I, I I kind of point back to my experience in the corporate world and, you know, clarification. Uh, I'm not against anyone in the corporate world. It's just, you know, there, there's a lot of great people within that. Um, but it just wasn't for me. And I think when you're not loving what you're doing, it's like, is it worth, is it really worth staying in it anymore? And, and I mean, one would say you're making money. Great. Long-term though, I don't want to look, you know, back on my life on, on my deathbed and be like, Oh man, I just like did something I didn't love. And I was, wasn't as joyful as I could have been. I want to look back at, you know, most of my life and be like, I found fulfillment in what I did and made it impact. And I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you hit up, you hit the bullseye, man. It's like, if you don't like what you're doing, like, it's like showing up to a, a test you didn't study or that you studied for, but you don't want to do well. It's like, it's, it's like, well, it's just yeah. not, not a great attitude. And I think when you love the job, you're able to do it more effectively and you're more, you know, it's easier to take criticism and grow from it, but you also find joy in every single day even in those hard moments being like, Oh God, help me in this moment, help me to, um, mm -hmm. turn the situation, but to, um, you know, rely, rely on you for this. So I don't know. It's, it's such a, um, so it, it, it's so important. I think if you don't love your job, um, you should ask yourself some questions like, is it something I can change? And if it is great, like do it. And hopefully that, helps you to you know maybe not love your job but either tolerate it or start to love it but i think uh a lot of people don't live into their calling and you don't have to you know your calling doesn't have to be your job necessarily hmm. thank thank thankfully uh your boy jonah and i uh have found our calling in our in our career in our work 
um, your calling doesn't have to be in your work. Hmm. You, 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 you could be successful in your job, but find fulfillment in mentoring people after work or, um, you know, there, there's all these other, other, um, you know, ministries you can get involved. You can get involved in, in your church, in your youth group or in young life and, um, you know, find fulfillment in that, you know, I, I, I could, uh, we, we could both introduce you to several different, uh, volunteers who really have found fulfillment through both doing their job and serving. So I think that's important, but I think, I think, uh, you know, finding joy in your job is important, even if, even if it's not your vocation, like that's, hmm. I don't know. I, I, you know, I didn't find any joy in my previous job. And I mean, I, I realized like I couldn't do it anymore cause it just wasn't, wasn't producing joy. Could hmm. I have changed my attitude? Oh yeah, for, for sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guilty, but um, you know, I think, you have to ask yourself what, you know, is my joy, um, rewind, rewind. You got to yeah. ask yourself, is my joy going to uh, be found in this? And if not, I, I encourage people to do that and, you know, serve a need in the world um, with, with mm-hmm. something you have joy in doing. And I mean, for me, that's, hanging out with high school, middle school kids and um, both being, sharing and um, speaking about Jesus to them. I think it's totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, in some jobs, uh, maybe you hate your job, but if you're making enough money, it it kind of, uh, you can kind of cope with it. In youth ministry, you're not going to be making enough money to cope with it. (laughs) You know, I, I think that they're, yeah, there's a lot of reasons that you kind of have to love youth ministry to to be in it. Part of it is that um, it is a job with, you know, a lot of responsibilities that are important um, that doesn't pay very well. And sometimes you can, um, you know, make a make a big mistake or get into a lot of very hard conversations. Um, there's a lot of like relationships that are tied into your job as well. If I say or do something bad for my youth ministry, it might affect some of my friendships. Uh, there's a lot that's into it. And so why do people go yeah. into youth ministry at all? Because they love it. Like if you're not all in, I don't, I don't think it's going to go very well. Um, yeah. It's kind of a, a bit of a unique job in that situation. So yeah, it, it asks a lot of you, but it also gives so much. Uh, there's such so many blessings in, in youth ministry. Getting to watch kids become more like Jesus is the coolest experience ever. Um, and if you're somebody in, in high school now, who's thinking about following that for a career path, go for it. If that's what you're passionate about. Um, if you love Jesus, but don't feel like this calling is for you, that is okay. I remember hearing that uh, from a custodian at my college where I did my undergrad. Um, a custodian once came up to me and, and he was trying to be a pastor. And I said, wow, that's awesome that you want to get into ministry. And he stopped me and he said, Jonah, what I realized is that in life, if you are a follower of Jesus, if you are living out God's plan for your life, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you're doing ministry no matter where you go. Now I'm just going to get paid for it. That, that was his, uh, his takeaway, which is awesome. And he lived that. Um, you know, he was the custodian at my, uh, college only in my first year, but he, he was kind of a mentor to me. He would pull me aside and say, Hey Jonah, you know, I, I see this in your life. Uh, this seems to change, or he'd give me a word of encouragement. Uh, he was somebody who, despite, you know, his, his job, not being one that was meant for discipleship because God had transformed his heart. He was for discipleship, um, which really stood out to me. 
So he's a really powerful witness. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I think that's kind of all that we had to talk about. Do you have any any closing thoughts, Matt? No, I I just had a chuckle at youth ministers earned it for the money. <laughs> yeah, man. You know. Exactly. Quote unquote, John Perot, normal <laughs> host of this podcast and uh, youth minister. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is gold. But but yeah, I I wholeheartedly believe uh, everything every word you just said. So I think. Yeah. Sweet. I also think, um, oh, yeah, sorry. I just had a brain fart, um, but we're coming back. Um, I think mm -hmm. another cool part is learning from the kids you get to work with. Because, like, we read in the Bible where Jesus says we must come to him like a uh, with, like, this childlike faith. And, I mean, I was just talking with um, a uh, member from – the church I attend here in Bandon and he's talking about um, just, you know, all the funny things kids say, um, but also like the very like pure, um, just loving things people say to the kids say too, and uh, mm -hmm. just, I don't know. There's, there's a lot in the way they think um, it's not, a, you know, it's influence, but it's different. You know, they're not as, um, and not being as developed, it's kind of a, a uh, almost like no filter. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really cool. Not that we, sh you know, shouldn't have a filter because, you know, that can get you into trouble. Uh, <laughs> but I think. But they're willing to ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, I think people, um, I, I, I don't like to think of it as like a filter that's like stopping stuff from coming through. I, I like, I like thinking of the filters, you know, holding back some thoughts so that different thoughts can come from, um, different, you know, like looking at scripture, like looking at it from different angles instead of like the one you would normally go to that. Mm. So I don't know. I think there's so much to be learned about the childlike faith. It's true. It kind of reminds me of, uh, so I have, I have some younger siblings and I remember when they were new drivers, my least favorite thing they would do when I was driving would be to point out my mistakes because they had just read the driver's handbook for the first time. So for them, they were thinking like, oh, you know, three and nine or 10 and two or whatever it was at the time, um, whatever it is. I don't know. I've been driving for too long. Um, or they'd be like, oh, Joni, you didn't check your mirror every five seconds. Um, and even though they were newer to driving than I was, there was things they knew about driving that I just forgot about. And it happens like that in youth ministry too. So anyways, uh, we're getting close to the end of our time here. Uh, so normally we end off talking about um, just something that we can't get over. And I think uh, from that end, I'd, it's probably just kind of the, the division in our country. Uh, we're recording this on uh, yeah January 14th. For the second week in a row, we had something like really big and our nation happened on a Wednesday. For me, it's weird because I work all day Wednesday. So it seems like every time I get home from youth group after working like a 12 hour day, I hear uh, about some like really big event in our country. So um, I haven't had time to process, but uh, yesterday the House of Representatives, um, I believe voted for uh, Trump's impeachment, moving on to the Senate now. Um, just weird times, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, Matt, is there anything that you can't get over? Yeah, I mean, going off of that, um, you know, more focus on the 
division of our country, I think. Yeah. Like you on Facebook and you see like there's there's a lot of great people on um, that I see on Facebook and and yeah, you know, I'm friends with a diverse group of people and I get mm-hmm. to see a lot of opinions and and you know what I learn a lot and I'm not not saying people are bad for this but I, I it just saddens me to see how really good people can say things um, that are both hurtful towards people that are different from them um, you know whether whether it's conservative or liberal saying stuff about the other side it's like it's just it's sad to see that people's first response is to point the finger and um, say mean stuff. And I mean, it's, it's just hard. There's so many things that, uh, you know, I, 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 I think uh, our, our culture kind of likes drama. And so it's unfortunate that uh, a lot of these things get turned into something it shouldn't be. And um, yeah, I'm not here to tell you, to think one way or the other, but mm-hmm. especially as a Christian, I don't care where you lie on the political spectrum. Um, you're called to love your neighbor, even if you disagree with them. And, um, I, you know, I, I get it. Like there's stuff that people believe that, that you might think is appalling, but that doesn't change our calling. You know, to, to uh, quote Will Ferrell, everybody love everybody. <laughs> there you go. Right, awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, there's, again, lots of division. So if you're watching this, whether you're American or one of my Canadian friends or my friend from Norway who told me he, he tunes in, uh, shout out to you. Um, pray for our country. We really need it. So. Thank you all for coming. Uh, if you're on the live stream, we're going to be uh, answering questions at the end. But if you are not, um, yeah, this is probably going to be cutting off very soon. So have a great week. Um, go be the church in your context. And uh, feel free to check out our sponsor, Student Connection, who I didn't mention until right now. They're fantastic. Mission Connection is happening tomorrow. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to see that by then, unless you're watching this uh, via YouTube. But yeah, Mission Connection is happening tomorrow. Great organization, great conference, doing everything online. Uh, Student Connection has a podcast coming soon. So stay posted. All right. Have a good one. Bye.